You're listening to A Prophet, a collaboration between Sakhlain and Al-Hujja Islamic Seminary. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider becoming our patron by donating at sakhlain.org support. Let's now look at the logistics of the houses of the Prophet and specifically the house of Lady Fatima When the Prophet was building his house, his mosque, he built to the southeastern corner of it his room. So the mosque was being constructed, the Prophet at the time was living in the house of Abu Ayyub al-Ansari, he had his own room con- constructed to the southeastern corner of the mosque. Then to the north of the Prophet's room, you had the house of Lady Fatima and Imam Ali So the Prophet's room is right next to Fatima's house. Fatima's house is just to the north of the Prophet's room, right along the mosque. This is to the eastern side of the mosque. So if the Prophet's mosque is here, to the east, you have to then starting from the north, Fatima's house, and then to the south, the Prophet's house. What are the dimensions of the house of Lady Fatima Some historians like the Batnuni, he's a historian, he says I've gathered historical references and I believe the dimensions of the room of Lady Fatima or the house of Lady Fatima was 14 meters by 7.5 meters. That's about 100 meters squared, not too big, it's a relatively uh, small house. How big is this room here? How many meters do you think is it in its uh, width and length? Nine by? Let's say ten by what? Nine by five? Okay, so let's say, let's say this room is about 50 meters squared. So the house of Lady Fatima, all of it was double this room, according to this historian. So now, if you're facing towards the Qibla, you're in the mosque of the Prophet, you're facing towards the Qibla, you're south, right? Because Mecca is south of Medina. The house of Lady Fatima is going to be on your left. That's where the house of Fatima is situated. The Prophet would normally do tahajjud late at night, he would do his ibadah at night behind the house of Lady Fatima to the north side by a pillar called Ustuwanat al-Tahajjud, the pillar of tahajjud, that's where the Prophet normally would pray Salat al-Layl. There was an open area between the Prophet's house and the house of Lady Fatima, a small open area not too big but it was decent in size. The Prophet sometimes would go there and do his tahajjud, he would pray. The Prophet would also do ibadah where? In the house of Lady Fatima Lady Fatima's house was a rest area for the Prophet, he would always come to get some rest, to see his own family. Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib says in one hadith, the Prophet visited us, we made him some food and then the Prophet did wudu and he turned towards the Qibla 
and then he supplicated to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he fell on the ground crying and crying and crying. So Hassan came to him, my son Hassan, he told him, grandfather, you're excessively crying, what hap what's happening? So the Prophet told him, my dear son, now Jibra'il came down upon me, he informed me how you will be martyred and how your brother Hussein will be martyred. And it's a very emotional uh, conversation. Imam Hussein tells him, grandfather, will, any, will, will people visit us? When my son Hassan will be here in Medina, I'll be in Karbala, will people visit us? The Prophet said, A group of my ummah, they want to show respect to me, they will come and visit your graves, absolutely. That's how they'll express their love for my Ahlul Bayt. The source of this hadith is Kamil Al-Ziyarat, which uh, is a compilation of many Sahih hadiths about the merits of Ziyarah. The house of Lady Fatima is also the place where the angels would constantly descend. In one hadith, Imam al-Baqir states that there was a spiritual column connecting the house of Lady Fatima to the Arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the angels of the Arsh, morning and night, they would descend to the house of Lady Fatima. Always angels coming, not a split second, do the angels stop from descending to the house of Lady Fatima So it's a very, very beautiful uh, narration that talks about the blessings that Allah gave to the house of Lady Fatima. Some historical reports indicate that there was a small hole in the wall called Kowa in Arabic. It's like a small window. So here you have the room of Lady Fatima. Then there's an open area, the Prophet would receive his guests sometimes or he'd pray there. There was a small window from Fatima's house and then after this open area you had Aisha's room, the Prophet's house, Aisha's room. Because remember Aisha was amongst the early wives of the Prophet, so when the Prophet had the house of Lady Fatima constructed, right next to it you had, to the south of it was the house of Aisha. So what connected the house of Aisha to the house of Lady Fatima was a small open area and then there was a window, like a hole in the wall that someone from that open area could actually come and peek into the house of Lady Fatima or hear conversations. So some historical reports such as the book Wafa al Wafa, volume 2 page 466 and a hadith that is attributed to uh, Umar ibn Ali ibn Umar ibn Ali ibn al-Hussein Basically the hadith states that once something happened in the house of Lady Fatima and an oil lamp was brought to the house of Lady Fatima so it was lit at night. Some conversations happened between Fatima and her father in, or in her own house. Aisha came to that small little window and she eavesdropped. <laughs> she would hear some of those conversations. So next day Lady Fatima complained to the Prophet. She told him, Ya Rasulullah, Aisha is hearing some of our conversations. So the Prophet ordered for this window to be sealed. So they put bricks and they closed that opening. So Lady Fatima's house was very close to the house of Lady Aisha. It's like, you know, same area here. Now we have Mutawatir successive hadiths 
that indicate the house of Lady Fatima had a door that directly opened into the mosque. Like if you open the main door of the house of Lady Fatima, what's outside in front of you? The actual mosque. There was another door to the south side that opened to that open area after which you had the house of Aisha. So most historians are of the opinion that Fatima's house did not have a door that led directly into the alley, into the street, no. The only way to really get in was to go through the mosque or you had to go through that open area then into the room of the other wives of the Prophet then out to the street. You couldn't directly go from the street to the house of Lady Fatima. The Prophet had it structured and situated such that the only door would lead into the mosque. Now that sheds some light on the incident of the door. According to this historical analysis, when they came and they threatened the house of Lady Fatima and they pushed the door and the incidents happened, from where were they coming? From the mosque, yeah. There are a lot of um, reports that indicate from the mosque they stormed in. And who would think in those times that from the mosque the Prophet's house would be attacked? Fatima's house would be attacked. And therefore it was very normal if, if Imam Ali was either praying or in a meeting or doing something, somebody comes knocking at the door, Fatima that's her house, the masjid is just like uh, outside. She would go to the door, don't disturb us. Within seconds they push the door on her. This, is, this, this gives us a new dimension to understand these events. Many historians have mentioned this, that the only way out of the house of Lady Fatima is to go into the masjid. And so Imam Hassan, Imam Hussein, Lady Fatima, anytime they needed to leave the house, they would actually go into the masjid and then out. Yeah, there was another room that goes into that open area where the Prophet would receive guests and pray. That's where the Prophet usually, if he wants to go from Aisha's house to Fatima's house, he goes to that open area, from that open area to the house of Fatima. Otherwise, there was no other, uh, uh, you know, door that led to the street. Because on the other side, see here you have the mosque, here you have the house of Lady Fatima, on this other side you had the house of Umm Salama. There was no way out to the street. The Prophet had the house of Lady Fatima centered around his rooms with his wives. That's how it was structured. Yes. So I'm saying that if there was a, a visitor coming not from the mosque area but from the other uh, doors. Couldn't get to the house of Lady Fatima. Unless you go to the house of Umm Salama or Aisha and then from there somehow you make your way to that open area, sure? That was by Allah's command, that's how he wanted the house of Fatima to be. Now, you could argue this poses a challenge, a technical challenge. If it's the only way out, you have to go through the mosque, there are certain situations a person is in that needs purity, like the state of Janaba, let's say, and going through the mosque, you know, could be a violation of the sanctity of the mosque. Every time you're in the state of Janaba, you leave to go and shower outside, because back then there were public baths, people didn't shower in their homes. Here's 
the dilemma that happened. The other companions had constructed their rooms on other sides of the mosque. They also had doors that entered the mosque. Year three of the hijrah, according to some historians, Allah sends a command to Rasulullah tell all those companions, shut your doors, seal them. And the windows that you have, seal them. No one has the right from now on to directly enter the mosque. You go out in the, into the street, then you enter the mosque from the main door. The Prophet went on the pulpit, he told them a direct command from God, all of you companions seal your doors. No one has the right to now access the mosque directly from their rooms. Even if you're on the other side of the wall, but you cannot. Except Ali ibn Abi Talib, Sunni hadith. Except Ali ibn Abi Talib, he's free to enter and leave. This created an earthquake in Medina amongst the companions. Oh, the Prophet made an exception to his son-in-law, to his cousin. Musnad Ahmad ibn Hanbal. Here I'm calling a Sunni hadith, not a Shia hadith. He says, He closed all the doors except the door of Ali ibn Abi Talib. In another hadith, the Prophet said, Suddul Abwab, close the doors. Kullaha, all of them, illa Baba Ali, except the door of Ali. Another hadith says, Sadda Abwab al Masjid wa Fataha Bab Ali. Successive authentic hadiths that this happened. Ahmad ibn Hamal in another hadith, he says, Amara Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi, besaddil Abwab al Shara'a, fil Masjid, wa taraka Bab Ali. The Prophet commanded all those doors that open into the mosque are closed except the door of Ali ibn Abi Talib Many, many other narrations. One hadith states the people came to him, especially from Quraysh who had that jealousy. They told him, you closed our doors, but you left the door of Ali ibn Abi Talib. The Prophet said, ma bi'amri sadattuha. Wasn't my, my, my command. And, I, and when it wasn't my command that I told Ali to keep his door open. It's all from Allah. I'm just a messenger. I do what God tells me. Why you're making this personal? So the Prophet, he heard a lot of commotion and people coming and making a commotion here. So he had to go on the pulpit to rebuke the companions. The Prophet became angry. He went on the pulpit, he blasted them. He told them, what's all this talk that I'm hearing? Enough is enough. Allah made this command. I'm not coming up with this command. If you believe in revelation, if you believe I receive revelation from God, I'm telling you, I'm spelling it out for you. Allah told me, close all your doors, except Ali. His door remains open. So Imam Ali would come in and out. His door was the only door that was allowed to be open. Some people say, oh, it's because he's his relative. Other righteous companions, they responded, who had some Iman, they said no, Hamza, the uncle of the Prophet is closer to the Prophet in terms of blood because he is the Prophet's direct uncle and he's what? He's his brother in Rada'a, in breastfeeding. The mother of Hamza, according to some historical accounts, she breastfed the Prophet. 
So their brothers in Allah and they're close in age. Hamza was just a few years older than the Prophet, two or four, according to different historical reports. Whereas Imam Ali is the cousin of the Prophet. Well, who's closer to you in blood? Your uncle and um, nursing brother or your cousin? Your uncle. So the, the, the righteous companions were saying, no, it's not a matter of, a, of him being a relative. Because Hamza had a room there. By the way, this is, uh, some scholars have even mentioned this happened before probably Uhud, when Hamza became a martyr, year two or three of the Hijrah. The Prophet said, even the door of Hamza is to be closed. So this is, uh, you know, a command from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But many objected and the Prophet had to clarify. The Kha'ir al-Uqba, a Sunni book, he narrates a hadith from Zayd ibn Arqam that confirms there was a commotion and the Prophet had to clarify. The Sunni scholar Al-Juwaini, he says this hadith of closing the doors, 30 companions have narrated it. Look at how powerful the hadith is. And Suyuti has gathered 40 paths and chains for this hadith. Now some people try to fabricate that Abu Bakr's door was also left open, but that's a fabrication. Uh, it's not valid. If you look at the chain of the hadiths, the circumstances, it's in fact it's not even known if Abu Bakr had a room there by the mosque of the Prophet. Because historical accounts say Abu Bakr's uh, house was in Sanah. Sanah was a suburb of Medina. That's where his house was. We don't really have any evidence he had a house by the mosque of the Prophet. So these were later fabricators who wanted to attribute this virtue also to Abu Bakr. But it's for Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib So Lady Fatima's room was the center of the Prophet's rooms and that shows how much the Prophet loved her. A man asked Abdullah ibn Umar, Abdullah ibn Umar ibn al-Khattab, the son of Umar. That man asked him in one hadith, tell me about Ali ibn Abi Talib, how close was he to the Prophet? Abdullah ibn Umar, he says, if you really want to know the status of Ali ibn Abi Talib with respect to the Prophet, just look at his house with respect to the other houses of the Prophet's wives. He put the house of Ali and Fatima at the center and surrounding them were the other rooms and on the other side, on one edge was the mosque. That's how much the Prophet loved Ali and Fatima. He put their, he put their house at the center of his rooms. And the Prophet showed so much special treatment to the house of Lady Fatima Such that when the verse was revealed, command your family to pray. Many hadith state 40 days or six months or eight months or nine months. Sunni hadith, Shia hadith. The Prophet day and night, he'd go at the door of the house of Lady Fatima from his mosque, you know, just stand at the door. And he would say, as It's the time of salat. It's the time of salat. And then he would recite, Abu al-Hamra, he says, I saw Rasulullah. 40 days. He would go to the house of the uh, of Lady Fatima. And you know the ring at the door? What do you call that ring that you knock with? It's not a doorknob, it's a it's a ring. Have you seen those old uh, houses where the doorknob is like a circle ring, halaqa, 
that you basically knock with. He says he used to carry that ring, that halaqa, and he would say, Assalamu alaikum ahl al-bayt wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, and then he'd recite ayat al-tatheer. Look at the special treatment. This is the greatest messenger of Allah. Every single day, according to this companion, twice, morning and evening, he stands by the door of Lady Fatima. And he says this salam. And he would seek permission. Can I enter? Lady Fatima would tell him, The house is yours, the daughter is yours. Why do you need permission? He said, No, this house is a special house. But we all know what happened to the house of Lady Fatima By the way, where is the house today? Today the house of Lady Fatima is inside the mosque of the Prophet. That's because at the time of uh, Abdul Malik ibn Marwan, uh, this is about a century after the Prophet, he expanded the mosque of the Prophet and during that expansion he demolished the house of Lady Fatima and it became part of the Prophet's mosque. Any questions? So now we're basically examining the family life of the Prophet, we examined his wives, now the house of Lady Fatima. In our next class we'll examine the birth of Imam Hassan and Hussein, how the Prophet interacted with the birth of his first grandsons in history.